0: you're listening to the locked on broncos podcast hosted by cody rourke your daily broncos podcast denver broncos quarterback drew lock has been working with peyton manning we take a look at the Broncos' pass rushers, maybe where they rank in the NFL, coming into 2021 amongst pass rushing duos. Plus, we analyze with Broncos country. What are the Broncos well-equipped for in the 2021 NFL season? On today's brand new episode, Lockdown Broncos, here on April 13th from the South Stands to the End Zone. I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke, Senior NFL Analyst at Pro Football Network. And Debra Broncos, insider for the Lockdown NFL Network. You can follow me on Twitter at Cody Work NFL. You can follow the podcast at Lockdown Broncos. You can catch me here on the podcast five days a week, all year long, folks. 30 minutes or less, the bite-sized news pertaining to your favorite team that you root for on Sundays here on the Lockdown NFL Network. Make sure you all hit that subscribe button or the follow button on your favorite podcast provider, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcast, Spotify, and the Odyssey app, AUDACY, folks. But on today's episode of the show, you It's not another day in Broncos country if there's no debate, no dilemma, no animosity on Broncos' Twitter – about debating about quarterbacks, about debating about Drew Locke this way or the other folks. He is working with Peyton and We'll talk about that, plus we'll get a little bit deeper into the roots. On the latest episode of the Locked On NFL podcast, Bo Brock had talked about some potential duos, top pass rushing duos in the NFL, and a couple of Broncos made the list as outsiders that could maybe creep their way into the conversation this upcoming season, and not to mention – we talk with Broncos fans about what they believe they the organization is well-equipped for this upcoming season. So with that said, let's get into a conversation right here, right now. Uh, obviously, it was leaked by Dalton Reisner. Dalton Reisner didn't necessarily leak anything. He just talked about it in an interview he did with, with a fan-sided NFL analyst on his podcast, talking about Drew's preparation, right? And I think that the conversation that we have all had this offseason pertaining to Drew Locke outside of the carousel of quarterbacks and Broncos fans Want the organization to go trade for. We've talked about Drew Locke and what he needs to get better on. Now, one thing I've always been a voice here on this podcast, I've been a big proponent. I've been critical of Drew Locke when it deserves criticism. And I've been very, and I've given him praise on things he deserves praise over. I I feel like I try to be as fair as I can when it comes to this analysis. However, you have this division on Twitter, and I hope that Broncos fans, I hope this can go away here this offseason at some point, because at the end of the day, if you're a fan, whoever is the quarterback of your team, you want them to succeed, right? I think at the end of the day, Broncos fans want their team to succeed. And yes, Denver hasn't done that in quite some time. But Drew Locke right now, especially in a year with George Payton coming in as the first year general manager, the expectations on Drew, the Pressure to perform, I think, has increased more than it has ever in his career because Denver, they have been invested in looking at every quarterback option so far this offseason, whether it be through trade conversations, inquiries, NFL free agency. Denver had their eyes on several quarterbacks, but it didn't formulate to the way I think that maybe the Broncos were too confident in just yet now the opportunity the door for a quarterback competition is not yet close for drew lock let's be very clear about that denver they could still draft a quarterback in two weeks when they're on the clock in the nfl draft they could trade up all opportunities are on the table here for george payton the broncos and george payton's not really revealing his hand which is a great thing i think it's phenomenal there but they were in the trade conversations for matthew stafford the detroit lions they off they countered with an offer saying hey we want drew lock denver said no Denver has had teams call them this offseason saying, hey, we want Drew Locke. Denver says, we're not looking at trading Drew Locke just yet. They want to put Drew in a position where he has an opportunity to compete, to win the job in training camp, right? And whether it be against a rookie, whether it be against a veteran guy that maybe they trade for, these those options are dwindling down right now for Denver. So as each day progresses, I, I think the, the more likely scenario we see is, De- is Drew Locke and maybe a rookie quarterback. I don't know if Denver's going to trade for a veteran quarterback at this point. I think that market's kind of dried up a little bit. I'd be surprised if the Jaguars part ways with Gardner Minshew, because he'd be a very good backup to Trevor Lawrence. In my opinion, he would. And then when you look at Nick Foles, he'd be the good backup to Andy Dalton. I I just don't see the writing on the wall where any of those two guys become available. So, you know, what Drew has been doing this season, he's been absolutely just bashed by national media. You know, he's drawn criticism, which, you know, there are things in his game. Absolutely. Decision-making. He, he, deserves that type of criticism he has to be better when it comes to his decision making process as a quarterback when you were leading a team you've got to protect the football when you're the guy who's running the ship you have to make sure that all your ducks are accounted for and that you're making the good decisions that are going to put your team in a position to win games and unfortunately drew lock didn't do enough of that in 2020 that was evident out there right and you know we can say that okay you know all the excuses in the world about covid yes you know covid definitely impacted the broncos in their preparation with a new oc I don't think the Broncos did Drew any favors by getting rid of Rich Scangerello after Drew Locke's first five games. I felt like they wanted to go with the more veteran, experienced play call and Shermer, But, you know, it's always a risk when you have the youngest roster in the NFL, right? So there's that. You have the COVID offseason. You have the Zoom installations. Yes, that's all a challenge. Uh, but Drew Locke, you know, he, he downplayed. It. He said, look, you know, we, we get the same opportunity. We get 24 hours a day like everybody else. So he carried that into this season. Hey, you know, we all know the story. We know the injury against the Steelers. That derailed him. He had the whole COVID thing against the Saints. That derailed him. You know, he had moments where he shined and played really well. Then he had moments where he like, what are you doing, Drew? And even Drew, I think, would probably admit that. But Dalton Reisner kind of revealed in that interview that he did on a podcast that Drew has been working with Peyton Manning, and this hasn't just been – uh, you know, over Zoom calls and, and a cup of coffee. I mean, he's been really trying to figure out the the mental, the cerebral approach, right? Because physically he put the work in last offseason. He's been doing that even still this offseason, working on that. But going back to film, understanding offensive protection, um, you know, c- protection schemes, that's something that Dalton Reisner even said. He said, hey, Drew called me up and he was talking about blocking schemes and things like that. These are the things that Drew has to do. And, you know, you can make the argument that, hey, how come he didn't do this sooner? But here's the deal. He's taking it serious because he knows there's a lot of pressure on him to perform so With that said, I I don't think it would hurt the Broncos, and and even Peyton Manning back in February did an interview with Mike Kliss and talked about the importance, uh, how he feels like Drew Locke was impacted by last season, how he could maybe still be the guy. It takes development, it takes time, and I know we live in a time where we have to have it now, folks. So, you know, I, I think the best course of option for the Broncos, roll with Drew Locke and, and maybe a, you know a rookie, have a training camp competition. Whoever wins, okay, bam, they're the guy. And if Drew Locke doesn't win, okay, it tells you everything you need to know. Is Drew gonna be destined to be a starter in the NFL for another team? I don't know. Would he be a good backup? Probably, absolutely, right? But we don't know who Drew Locke is or he isn't just yet. But he has a lot to prove and he has a lot of things he's got to do it between now and then. To be able to get there, so Broncos country, I want to know what your thoughts are. Obviously, interact here on the comment section on the YouTube channel, here on the podcast, on your favorite podcast provider. But before we get into our conversation coming up regarding the Broncos pass rushers, maybe where their pass rushing duo of Bradley Chubb and Von Miller rank coming into 2021. I got to tell you guys about one of the sponsors of today's episode of the show. It's our good friends of their bet online. and BetOnline line is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The NFL season is over, but NBA MLB and the NHL they're in full swing right now. And BetOnline line even covers awards, TV shows and reality TV with real time, updated odds of props and almost anything that you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news scores and odds. And it's the best way to place your bets and It's free to sign up. You can head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, so Broncos country, let's continue this conversation here today on the latest episode of the Locked On NFL podcast that released on Monday, hosted by Bo Brock. He's also one of the hosts of the Locked On Arizona Cardinals podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. He did a phenomenal job getting into the conversation about pass rushers, maybe some of the top pass rushing duos, right, because of the rumors linked to Jadavian Clowney. He was set to visit the Cleveland Browns. A deal may or may happen between those two. And it got people thinking about pass rushing duos, Chandler Jones, J.J. Watt and Arizona. He brought that name up. You also factor in uh, now maybe J.D.V. and Clowney and Miles Garrett, the potential duo that they have there. You know, he went over his top four pass rushers, Jason Pierre, Paul, Shaq, Barrett. But the Broncos weren't considered in that top four, top five, right? And I wanted to pose this interesting conversation here on the podcast here today. Because I think that Denver could maybe work their way into the conversation. And Bo Brock actually said that from the outside looking in, if Von Miller and Bradley Chubb can both remain healthy for the Broncos here this upcoming season, there is a chance they can work their way up into that lineup, which I think is a very fair assessment here. And I want to go back and I want to point out the last time these two players were healthy on the field together at the same exact time. They combined for 26 and a half sacks between the two of them. Bradley Chubb almost broke the rookie sack record. Von Miller had a very phenomenal season. He, you know, he was borderline a defensive player of the year that year in 2018, despite the fact that the Broncos just, once again, they, they were just abysmal in terms of their offensive production. And a lot of times defensively, they were running a lot of cover zero, a lot of cover one under Joe Woods and Vance Joseph's guidance there. So that was that was a little bit of an issue there. But you you can't deny that watching those two pass rushers was fun i mean it was it was fun to watch i think if you're a football fan if you love defensive football you love watching those guys get after quarterbacks but you look at the nfl right now and how the game is the one thing that stands out to me about pass rushers about having an effective pass rush it it really depends on the secondary behind you and now dating back to my days playing i played cornerback right so as a corner yeah and this may sound biased but i feel like playing cornerback or even defensive back in general, I feel like it, outside of quarterback, right? Quarterbacks on the offensive side of the ball, playing defensive back, playing quarterback is probably the most demanding position in all of football because it requires you to be smart it requires you to react quickly and it requires you to be able to make adjustments at any point in time I mean if you're really misaligned you can be hurt there now we we know historically when we look at the 2013 Seattle Seahawks defense a legion of boom they had a legitimate secondary and they had a pass rush that could get to the quarterback well when you have a pass rush that can get to the quarterback effectively and you have good secondary guys who have rangy skills whether it's ball skills whether it's just being in the right place at the right time guys that can lock down a number one wide Receiver. It's always great if you have those. But even without those guys that are like true legitimate lockdown corners, I don't think there is a lockdown cornerback anymore that really exists. I, I think that you guys, I, I think we call them limited uh down cornerbacks these days because we don't really see cornerback matchups against wide receivers where we saw back in the day with Darrell Reeves, even Champ Bailey, where a wide receiver would be targeted five times, have zero catches zero yards you know on five or six targets we don't necessarily see the true shutdown corner anymore because the nfl game has changed so much to where it favors the offensive side of the ball you can make the same argument i mean really 2015 denver did have a legitimate defense with wade phillips out of that 3-4 scheme they ran a lot of cover zero a lot of cover one as well but they had Demarcus Ware, they had Von Miller, they had guys like Shaquille Barrett and even Shane Ray rotating, but they had defensive interior guys who were plugs and Malik Jackson. And even at times, you know, you had uh, Sylvester Williams, was one of those guys too, but you had coverage linebackers, Danny Trevathan, you had him, you had Brandon Marshall. And then on the secondary side, you had to Tlaib, TJ Ward, Darian Stewart, Chris Harris Jr., Bradley Roby, you had depth there. Now, when I look at the Broncos right now on paper in 2021, we don't know what the final roster is going to look like in terms of the the signings that you have free agency guys and then draft guys because the draft hasn't come quite yet. We're going to have that answer in about two weeks from now. But for Denver right now, secondary-wise, on paper – Tell you what, they might have the makings to be, like I said, I think a top five defense in twenty twenty one. But I think it's going to increase those opportunities for guys like Bradley Chubb and Von Miller, Malik Reed, and even if they get some more edge guys in this year's NFL draft, or they, maybe they bring in a guy uh, to come in and, and to be that rotational guy behind those guys. You do need that assurance because look, Von Miller is only back for one year. Denver has a chance to have Bradley Chupp, Von Miller work their way back into maybe a top pass rushing duo in the National Football League. We know that mutually exclusive by themselves, they're very damn good pass rushers. But we've only had one year of seeing that product work together. And I tell you what, the last time it did, it paid off. We told you, 26 and a half sacks, just the constant pressure that quarterbacks were facing. Unfortunately, Denver was depleted in the secondary that year. They had the good pass rush, but their secondary was eh. Now you add in guys like Kyle Fuller, who with his familiarity in Vic Fangio's defensive scheme, and and I think a lot of people even forget that a couple years ago when Denver played Chicago, Kyle Fuller matched up against Emmanuel Sanders and he had great coverage, even on that touchdown catch and Emmanuel Sanders had to kind of give the Broncos a chance there that gave them the lead. Um, and then unfortunately, you know, we sh- Chicago went down and, and kicked the game when he field goal, but he even had the interception in that game going against Emmanuel Sanders. I mean, he's a good technical football player. And then you factor in the addition of Ronald Darby. I mean, when we talk about passes defense, he was that top guy there. He and Kyle Fuller, And Bryce Callahan healthy on paper. It creates a prospect of a damn good secondary. And you do have Kareem Jackson coming back. And you have Justin Simmons coming back as well. Justin Simmons coming off of five interceptions. Kareem Jackson coming off of two. Justin Simmons, nine passes defense. Bryce Callahan was rated as probably one of the most top impact players at the cornerback position for his team above Jalen Ramsey, according to that metric that I saw. I put it on the Lockdown Broncos social feed. Be sure to check that out. But it talked about his overall impact. When he was healthy, when he was in the nickel, and even when he was on the outside too, we can't discount that. He gave the Broncos a little bit of a boost because he played against guys like Chris Godwin in that week three matchup against Tampa Bay. Did a really good job. Then he goes to the nickel. You have Bosby on the outside, Michael Ogimudia. He takes away the opposing team's best slot option because a lot of teams are trying to line him up in the slot. And I'll I'll never forget that first game against the Las Vegas Raiders where they tried testing him. I mean, he covered Darren Waller. He covered Hunter Renfro. He covered Ruggs. He covered Nelson Aguilar. And he didn't really allow any receptions. He was coming up with pass breakups left and right. I mean, his impact to the Broncos defense was valuable. So now if Denver can maybe add that missing piece at linebacker, I think their defensive line is well-equipped. And we're going to talk about being well-equipped and what Broncos fans think the organization is well-equipped coming up here in just a little bit, folks. But I I think it's especially important to touch on the fact that Denver right now on paper, they have all the makings to do it. They've got to carry it out into the on-field product now. That kind of plays into that conversation. Can the Broncos, can Bradley Chubb and Von Miller work their way into becoming one of the NFL's top pass rushing duos in the 2021 NFL season? Broncos country. I want to hear from you what your thoughts are on that subject matter. But coming up here in just a moment, we're going to get to that conversation regarding what Broncos fans think the organization is well-equipped for this upcoming season. But I also wanted to remind you guys to check out the Locked On Today podcast. that's hosted by Peter Bukowski, and you get all the sports news you need in 20 minutes or less with the Locked On Today podcast Peter does a great job bringing you the latest news on every single sport, bringing in our local experts on the biggest stories. And you can follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. But i got to tell you guys about the other sponsor of today's episode of the show that's your good friends over there rockauto.com folks and if there's anything that ever goes wrong with your vehicle you can go to rockauto.com now when i have something go wrong with my vehicle or if i need a new part rockauto.com is the one place that i go to because they're super reliable it's a family-owned business that has been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years and you can go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers and they have everything from engine control modules, tail lamps, brake parts, and even motor oil, or even new carpet if you want to renovate your vehicle. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, you get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly browse through parts available, and you can change it based on preferences like make, model year and even the price preferences that you prefer for your vehicle best of all prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and they are the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers so why spend up to twice as much for the same parts elsewhere when you can go to rockauto.com today so go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and right locked broncos in there how did you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts that your car will ever need rockauto.com All right, Broncos Country, getting into an important conversation on today's episode of the show here. As we go on, we get into Broncos Country's thoughts on what they believe the organization is well-equipped for this upcoming season. I want to remind you that next week is a big week here on the network, as we go through the ultimate mock draft and April 19th through the 26th, you can listen to the ultimate mock draft 2021 featuring analysis from NFL experts like Michael Irving, Jason Lockenfora, and even Michael Lombardi, our local experts for every team making trades and picking the next stars of their team. Subscribe to the ultimate mock draft 2021 presented by Lockdown and Odyssey on the new Odyssey app or wherever. You get your podcast. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and the news that matters to you. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Not, I'm really excited about that because you know I keep alluding to it that the Broncos, did they stay at pick number nine? Did they trade up? Did they trade back? You're going to have to wait until the ultimate mock draft to be able to find out where I took the Denver Broncos because I was in control and looking forward to hearing Michael Irvin's insight on this as well alongside Jason Lockenfora and, and the amazing talent that they have over there. Even Brian Baldinger's getting in on the mix, folks. Super excited about that. But let's get into the conversation here today as to what do Broncos fans feel like the team is more well-equipped for in the 2021 NFL season. We're going to start things off with my man, King Ogan, old Dirty By my man. I appreciate what he's doing, coaching high school football in Colorado, Aurora Central, doing a phenomenal job. He says that they're well-equipped to get better this year and make a good push for the then postseason. They're still a young team on offense with a lot of unknowns. I do know that this year will be better than last, which is fine with me. And that's why I really want to ask Broncos country, like how do you define what is better than last year, right? I think that the first thing that we go to is the overall thought process of wins, losses, right? Yes, I I think the ultimate measure of how every NFL team, how every coach, every, every organization, quarterback, is evaluated is based on win-loss. Now, what is it that we all know that Denver did really well last season? I think that Vic Fangio did a very good job, all circumstances considered, with the injuries. I think the defense played really well. They had a couple of games where they just really couldn't carry the weight, and the offense didn't really help them out. Special teams didn't help them out. There were a couple games that happened there. And I think that's okay to kind of go back and, and kind of talk about because that was the reality of the organization. I think that, you know, Vincent, my man, I think you make a good point, this is a very young football team on offense. They have a lot of unknowns, and they have an opportunity, I think, this year to really build on that, and they can maybe even take the next step. But then again, you have to be able to practice. You have to be able to attend OTAs. And I know that there's a lot of NFL players that are kind of split right now on should we attend OTAs, should we do it voluntarily online? Here's my thought process. I think the NFL the the NFLPA. I think OTAs doesn't need to be mandatory it needs to be optional and if players want to come in and work at the team facility work with their coaches and then go out on the field to practice some of these things some of these concepts throwing whether it be offense defense whatever it may be I think that teams and players have every right to do that I think that there's going to be a lot of people that will capitalize on it because even though that the virtual offseason program was really nice for players for the most part Last season, the issue was that it didn't help that they came into training camp, and that was essentially where they started. They didn't have anything beforehand. It was you learn it on Zoom. You have to wait until training camp. Then you go out and you practice it, and you don't have much room for error there. So that's where I think we're going to be at when it comes to offseason voluntary program, maybe where they're at. Eric Blackman says defense. The only way they'll look bad analytically is if they are on the field all game, every game. No defense is built for that. And I think at times last season, we can talk about that Denver was in that position where it seemed like their defense was on the field a majority of the game. And that's because the offense, they're getting the ball. You're, you run one or two plays, all of a sudden it's third down and you don't get it. Denver's one of the worst teams on third down. They are bottom ranked in the National Football League last season. And all of a sudden, bam, they're already off the field. They're getting ready to punt. The defense who had just gotten off the field about a minute, maybe two minutes prior, they don't get time to go to the bench. They don't get time to talk with their position coaches, talk with the coordinator, and get the, the picture scans from up above to see, hey, here's how we can adjust. Then they're back on the field. They're forced back onto the field, and that was something that we saw with Denver last season, and I definitely think that they have the talent, the personnel to be a top defense. But then again, if they're on the field the entire time, you, you don't have a lot of sustainability in that approach in terms of maybe being successful. Dylan Straybig says, I would love to see them use the screen, the screen game more on offense. No matter who's playing quarterback, the weapons are there for that. Imagine a screenplay, right? We, we talk about Demarius Thomas, Peyton Manning, and DT. They love that smoke screen route where they would get the offensive line, block one, 1001, release out towards the cornerback and the safety. And then DT, and, you know, it'd be out of a trips formation. And then they'd have the, you know, number two receiver. He would block the corner. You have the number three receiver. He'd go up for the safety or, you know, maybe one of those nickel guys that were there. And then the offensive line, you get a numbers advantage. DT is able to cut back inside, get upfield. Why not run that type of play with a guy like Cortland Sutton, who we know is big, he's physical, he's hard to break down. And and the big thing, too, you want to go back to Cortland Sutton in 2019. Once he had the ball in his hands, he was hard to tackle, right? Because not only is he sizable, he's got speed, but he also can stiff arm people. And I'll never forget that cornerback for the Indianapolis Colts getting planted into the dirt by Cortland Sutton. He's got the ability to do that. You can even do a screen play. Imagine, for example, imagine a play. You know, a lot of times you want to cheat a guy. If you're going to run a slot screen or if you're going to run a tailback screen, you have to really sell, all right? Because defensive linemen, they're coached that if everything looks too easy for you, if the offensive line just freely lets you upfield, something is wrong. And a lot of NFL teams last year, when I watched the Broncos on the All-22 a lot of teams, they sniffed out the Broncos' screen game to tailbacks. I mean, there were times where you had to throw it into the dirt. I mean, Denver just didn't really have a, an existing screen game. They didn't even have a tight end screen game. But the Denver Broncos need to find a way to create a screen game for Noah Fant with his size and his speed ability for any tailback out of the backfield, and even that smoke route, I think, with uh, you know a guy like Cortland Sutton, the way that DT used to do it. Why not even get KJ Hamler, one of the fastest guys in the NFL? He's got that speed to be able to really utilize not only just on jet suites, but on screenplays. That would be a very fun option. Dylan, I agree with you there. And we're going to get to a few more here on today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. Ladies and gentlemen, here, we're doing a live stream. We're recording this on YouTube. It's on your favorite podcast provider. Like I mentioned earlier this week, the Lockdown Broncos podcast, you're going to get the audio, but we're also going to have a daily video podcast for you as well. So stay tuned with all those details. Uh, is Tom McMahon fired yet? On Twitter says, Drew Locke throwing for 4,000 yards and having two pass catches with 1,000 yards. I think... Uh, in an ideal world that would be very nice to see is denver well equipped for that i think a lot of that really depends on drew lock can drew lock take that next step and and that's the question nobody knows it could be yes it could be no but he's got the talent he's got the wide receivers Cortland sutton jerry judy kj handler tim patrick noah fan i mean I, i think roster wise denver has three or four guys I'm not saying that all of these guys are going to get a thousand yards, but they have four guys, in my opinion, that are capable of being a thousand yard receiving threats there. Corlin Sutton, evidently Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick has the capability. He was close last year. Uh, You know, if he had a few more targets, I I guarantee you would have had a thousand yards. If he had probably like 25, 35 more targets, he would have had a thousand yards receiving on the year and maybe even nine or 10 touchdowns. He had a very productive year. Noah Fant is a guy that is absolutely capable of doing it depends on how the Broncos utilize him so uh, I think a lot of that is definitely uh, uh, in line with how Drew Locke takes the next step if he is the guy if he can obviously win in in terms of competition at training camp that's there John underscore B80 says strong defense with a loaded cast good offensive line play with another Munchek offseason and the offensive line this year for Denver I think could be really really good now the question is can Lloyd Cushingberry take that next step that's going to be in my opinion, the biggest thing I'm looking at, one of the keys I'm looking at this off season that I think that will translate to more offensive success for Denver. what does Lloyd Cushenberry look like in his second year to me? That is a big part of the equation here for the Denver Broncos in the Broncos country. I thank you so much for joining me for today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. Here in your favorite podcast provider, that is Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and the Odyssey app, not to mention here on the YouTube channel. We're going to have more video podcasts coming your way, folks. Very interactive. That's what this podcast is all about. We bring you daily Broncos news content and coverage five days a week, all year long, folks. You get that here on the On NFL Network. But with that said, we'll see you tomorrow for a brand new episode of... Of the show we may or may not have mario vitanzi or patrick coyote depends on if i can coordinate with their schedules but we have a lot of things coming down the pike regarding the broncos Literally two weeks away from the NFL draft. A lot of excitement, a lot of smoke screen, a lot of rumors in the air are the Broncos are going to make any more roster moves leading up to the NFL draft. That is a big question. But if anything comes up, you know that we'll have you covered here. Lockdown Broncos, where your voice as a fan is very valuable, and we welcome that as well. Make sure if you guys are listening on Apple Podcasts, if you love Lockdown Broncos, it would mean the world to me if you would leave us a five-star review. But with that said, I'm Cody Roark, host of Lockdown Broncos, and we'll see you tomorrow for a brand new episode of the show.